Come on. Ah, Hey everyone, welcome back to the Check Engine Podcast. It's the only podcast produced by three two-time winners of IMSA's Spirit of the Race Award. My name's Nick. It's good to be back joining my two co-hosts, Andrew and Tristan, who did a great job in my absence last week. Andrew, how's that first week of puberty been for you? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's been great. You I mean learning. it's been great? <laughs> it's been great. I've been learning all kinds of stuff about my changing body. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we got Skyped last week, like real bad. That sounded perfect on the record. And if I had had about 90 hours, I could have gone through and pitch changed only where you were speaking, but I wasn't going to do that because it was hilarious. It, it was hilarious. Um, so yeah, uh, again, all thanks to Artisan Love for coming on last week. Um, sorry, man. Next time we're going to have to use discord. <laughs> Hopefully that'll avoid it. Uh, anyways. Fair enough. It, you, I think you guys did. You guys did all right without uh, without the intro and outro guy. We the, did okay on the intro. The, the intro was good. The outro left a little bit to be desired, and then we just fell off completely. Yeah, yeah. At that point, it was late, and people were drinking, and uh, it was time well, to go. Was, you think it was late for you guys? Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know. We, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and uh, ours and love is what seven hours ahead of us. Something like of you. Six, six, yeah. yeah, that's right. You're I right. was in Eastern time, too, yeah. on top of everything else. So, so. yeah, um, it's good to be back to officially, I, it's, I have talked to you already off the air, but officially congratulate Tristan on his engagement on the air. That's awesome. Thank you, sir. That's um, right. So, and uh, yeah, good to be back with the uh, new equipment. It was uh, weird. We, we debuted this stuff, and then we went two weeks without it. I so know, it's, right? It's, <laughs> it's good oh, to be. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. Wait. Hey, there we go. Tristan's engaged. engaged. (laughs) That's it. Okay. (laughs) Wait the whole sound effect out. (laughs) Wait it out. Wait it out. So, uh, Andrew, uh, what's the uh, what's the main topic for tonight's episode? You know, this was something that I think I definitely stole off Twitter from some other context, but I don't remember where I got it from, so I can't even properly cite it. What we're talking about here is. We're each, we, we brought two cars, right? Two cars that we would like to own, but for our entire driving lives. So two cars that for whatever reason, we will have driven from the day we first stepped into a car with a license to the day we die. One car for that entire span. That's what we're picking. Well, we're bringing two options and yeah. the other, our compadres here are helping us decide. I think so. Because I was incapable of narrowing it down to just one. Because basically it's like, you know... It, a dream choice, sort of, yeah. but also you have to be so well conscious of what you've actually done with your car up to this point and what you're most likely to do with the car going forward. Right. Conscientious choices are imperative. Definitely. <laughs> it, so, yeah, well, anyways, we can talk about it more later, but yeah. That's going to be a good thought exercise. I think so. I think so. Um, but as always, we like to start off uh, our episodes with little segment we call pace laps any quick news and notes that we found does anybody have one i actually have a lot uh and we haven't done this section this segment in a while we have uh dateline nissan updates <laughs> oh oh okay first nissan was officially charged with fraud by the u.s government Ooh. uh and so yeah totally new development here the sec has charged them uh well, they, they, they fined them $15 million for covering up how much Gosen was paid. So the SEC has done their own investigation, blah, blah, blah. Damn. Uh, uh, sorry. The total fine was $16 million, 15 to Nissan, an additional $1 million specifically to Carlos Gosen, who agreed to pay the $1 million fine with the stipulation that th- him paying the fine is not an admission of guilt in any court internationally. So even though this is the fine for the same crimes that he's on trial for in Japan or will be on trial for in Japan, 
him paying this fine is not an admission of guilt. If sure. that makes sense. It doesn't, but whatever. Yeah, Go that's on. always the... Like, they do that all the time, though. Like, even companies do that. It's like, well, we're going to settle... But then legally, what that means is that we're still not admitting guilt. We just want this whole thing to shut up and go away. Which means they're guilty, but there's nothing like a guilty plea is never lodged anywhere. Right. Exactly. Well, there, there is a statement from his legal team, uh, from Gosen's defense team here. Quote, we are pleased to have resolved this matter in the U.S. with no findings or admission of wrongdoing. Um, so we got our money. We don't give a shit anymore. And uh, so this is from Gosen's defense team. And we will vigorously fight the criminal case in Japan and pursue his claims against Nissan around the world. Because remember, he's countersuing them in the Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah. And maybe some other places. And um, gosh, they actually. So because of this SEC ruling, they now have more information on allegedly, although he's paying a fine. Again, no admission of wrongdoing. This is, see how recursive and weird this is? Yes. Anyways. This is going <laughs> to... I... Yeah. So anyways, uh, the SEC has found conclusive proof enough to find both the company and him that every year since 2011, a senior employee... Uh, I got all this from Automotive News, by the way, uh, just so I'm not, you know, wholeheartedly ripping off their actual journalism. Every year from 2011, someone would prepare a document summarizing Gosen's total fixed compensation and his paid compensation, and they would present it only to him with separate columns for what was being disclosed and what was not being disclosed. <laughs> that sounds like fraud to me. <laughs> Here's exactly that how we're of lying. Fraud. <laughs> and that's the, that's the SEC's report. They said, okay, this is what happened. Enough to find Nissan. And Nissan's like, yeah, definitely. That, that definitely happened. And Gosen's like, okay, I'll pay. But that, that didn't happen. Or, or wait, is he saying it happened, but it's not wrong? No, he's, he's saying, not guilty. He's, he's saying it's, it happened, <laughs> but it can't show up in any legal record that it happened. No admission hmm. of wrongdoing. Gotcha. That's confusing. It can't be held against him in anything else. Hashtag else. lawyered. Yeah. Weird <laughs> yeah, really. Happening. That's I mean, basically all it is. So that those are some huge updates. Uh, he's still awaiting the actual trial in Japan. And I mean, aside from that, and you finish your sentence. I was just, I wanted to no saying aside point from at that, you to say, I got something to add aside from that huge, uh, I guess break, but not really because he didn't do anything wrong. Uh, that's where we are. And I don't know if we talked about this on air or not, but I remember seeing the article um, I think I posted it up on our Facebook page. Nissan CEO, Mr. Saikawa, is, is stepping down. Yes. Yep. He just said, nope, I'm out. <laughs> like, this Not is too much for me. <laughs> well, you know, no. watching uh, this, watching that, I wonder if that's what really happened. And of course, we love to do conspiracy theories about this here. So I wonder if he is stepping down or stepping down in quotes simply because he was the guy on Nissan's side to take all of the fallout from everything that happened after I mean he or at least he figureheaded the takedown of Carlos Gosen. Yes, he did. So everything that happened after that was going to fall on him almost no matter what and what happened for that uh, what happened to Nissan after that has been nothing but terrible. <laughs> yeah. Their just, sales have cratered. Just shoulder deep in shit. Yeah. So he was always going to be, uh, and again, was he the fall guy? Was this kind of just the way it was going to go the whole time? We don't know. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where it is. Is it a real step down or is it now it's time for him to fall upon the sword, which he knew was going to happen anyway? I feel like he was, he's obviously a smart guy. He knew that it was going to come to this eventually, I feel. Yeah, I think so. I don't know if golden parachutes exist in Japan, but I assume something like it does. Yeah, I assume he's, he's got something to hold him over for a while. I don't think otherwise he wouldn't, at least to the media, say that he's stepping down. <laughs> yeah, he would have been forcibly removed. Yeah. Yeah. So 
And uh, I actually would encourage everyone to go read the Automotive News report on the SEC's findings because while we covered just one section of it, there's actually a lot more hidden retirement accounts uh, (laughs) and all this stuff that the SEC, you know, they did this investigation and they found enough legal wrongdoing to essentially take Nissan to court, but they settled outside of court basically is what happened here. So the SEC has now published all these findings and it's basically like, oh yeah, he did that shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was going to say in court. They're going to show up, raise your right hand. Yeah, he did that shit. Oh, yeah. Your Honor, he did that shit. And yet they can't get Elon nailed down for anything. Anything. Nothing. Come on. Too slippery. I guess. Whatever. (laughs) Sounds sad and disappointed. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, What else we got? Nick, you and I took a little vacation. Yes. (laughs) I I need to hear about this still. Uh, There's not really much to talk about. Um. What we did settle on, though, is that the idea of the SRO and their World Challenge America is a fantastic idea, and we actually can't wait for them to come back again next year. I'm completely sold on the whole series. It's, we just got terribly unlucky with the weather. That's all it was. Mm. Um, it was basically raining the time I got out of bed. I met him at the park and ride. We got to the track, rained the whole time, got our tickets. And then it rained bad enough where it was soaking us from the ground up. Mm, yeah, that was that <laughs> like was umbrellas sweet. didn't work anymore because from our feet, all the, like we were walking through ankle deep lakes. Like it was almost Watkins Glen ish for a short period of time. Yeah. Well, so the track action we saw that day, we saw a lap and a half of the BMW, not BMW spec series. Um, that is the touring car series. <laughs> the touring car, yeah. The touring car class. Right. Uh, then we saw, oh gosh, what was the next one? Um, the, the next race, they sat him out on the track for half hour at least. That was the, uh, the GT four GT four. Yeah. And then the person in second place pushed the leader off the track in turn one. They then sent the safety car out, ran six laps under the safety car and said, fuck this. <laughs> red flag. We're done. No, no, not red checker checker. Oh. <laughs> no, they, they, they didn't postpone it. The they just ended it. I said, wherever you started, you finished. That's funny. Very weird. And then the... That's when we were like, okay. (laughs) And then we said, we're going to give this maybe another hour because it's also, you know, football Sunday. Um, (laughs) So we still... At this point, we got up there pretty early in the morning, so we still had time to make it back for at least the end of the first half of the early games. Yes. So we're like, we're going to give it another hour or so, and if it doesn't look like anything's going to clear up. And then they rolled the TCR cars out onto the grid and then just kept them there. Yep. Like they didn't move <laughs> with the umbrella people holding just over the track. But, um, then we got lunch. Yeah. <laughs> I had, um, mini tacos, had a little barbecue sandwich. So that was the thing. Like, okay, we'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll walk through the whole paddock. We walked through the whole paddock. We did see the new Celine S one. Ooh, we did. And that is, that is, ooh, that, that is, is sexy. Nice. That is a really sexy car. And the Saline Cup cars were there. So the, just there's a bunch of the same car. And it's a true arrive and drive. So, um, like, they, Saline, like, owns them all and they painted them all and they used all, like, retro F1 liveries. <laughs> so there was, like, the, uh, um, what is it? The, the Rothmans Williams with, like, the blue and the yep. tan and they the maroon. The, and the martini. They, they had the martini car. They had the, uh, the Marlboro red and white from like the Senna McLaren Hondas yep, yep. golf, the golf oil. Yeah. So they just, they did all these retro liveries on the saline cup cars and we just saw them under the tarp, but we didn't see them on track, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, the, the road car example that they had there was just, I'll post pictures. It, it gorgeous. Totally awesome. I mean, yeah, every car there, uh, was a street car and that's what I'm all about. I honestly, I cannot wait to go next year. We didn't really get a chance to see, you know, had we stayed, we probably would have seen some on track action. There was at least one very exciting end of a race to the checkered, but, uh, you know, didn't want to get that wet. <laughs> what it comes down to, I didn't want to get that wet. Well, so just a car show. Yeah, it was, but we walked the entire paddock. Um, you know, it's typical road America. You can just get anywhere. Um, but yeah, it was all GT three, GT four touring cars. Uh, so little people there. 
Oh, there was. Th- we were. Wa- you mean we- so few people? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Just yes. imagine the little yes. tiny yes. people walking. No, uh, <laughs> there were maybe. I mean, well, we drove in and parked in the uh, where normally there's car paddocks and in for IMSA in yeah. the infield. Yeah, on the down the hill. And there were maybe thirty other cars in there. I mean, there was no one checking going under the bridge there. Not even from the main <laughs> gate. Even. Like we just turned in and drove in. Um, yeah, we parked basically as close as you can get to where that like footbridge comes over yeah the front stretch huh. up the hill nice. yeah, the henry the henry rifles bridge yeah just there's I was, no one there i was loving it i think next year that we should all go and it's going to be totally awesome i'm down for that yeah I, lo- I actually look forward to seeing them again and you can you can watch them online they don't have like a live tv coverage deal so they're kind of a secret <laughs> <laughs> but um like sro-america.com and then on their race weekends. Their next one is in Vegas at the end of October. And uh, yeah, you can watch them live on there uh, through like their YouTube stream. So nice. um, if you guys, if you folks want to check them out, it's SRO hyphen America.com. Um, I had one last thing real quick before we hop into our main topic. Um, you guys remember the Supra? <laughs> I do. The, the new Supra? Barely. Um, How can you ever forget the Supra? The one that Toyota made to, you know, their new, well, uh, well, okay, Toyota, Toyota, Toyota <laughs> partnered with BMW because they want they wanted to like phase out the '86 and you know bring back the uh, the classic nameplate for their rear drive sports car. Indeed. Well, guess what? They announced that they renewed their partnership with Subaru to keep making the '86. I was literally <laughs> going to talk about this story next, but here's what's so interesting about it, Tristan. Um, <laughs> you are a WRX um, devotee. Well, yeah, I mean, I have one. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, uh, anyways, when I, I don't know if I talked about this in the podcast. Uh, I did a um, shakedown ride along with one of the uh, mechanics at our local Hyundai dealership in a Veloster N. And he was an STI owner and all about the car. So we were talking about the next gen WRX. And his thought, uh, and I guess the rumor going around is that the 2020 WRX will probably be a partial hybrid and it will probably also use the engine from the Ascent, which is the uh, 2.3 liter, I want to say. Hold on. I actually I actually have it here. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think that's right. I'm just surprised. So that's, I guess, for some for some reason, I couldn't tell you why. A 2.4 liter flat four for the Ascent uh, and, and is in the Ascent currently is rumored to be the next engine for the WRX. However, it is also now rumored to be the engine in the new BRZ slash GTA 86, yeah. which Toyota says they will make better than the Supra. So why did you make the Supra? <laughs> <laughs> Why do we even go there? <laughs> Why did you pay BMW to buy those Z4s? <laughs> I don't understand anything Toyota is doing. I don't get any of it. At least in their performance division. I mean, uh, uh, there's no logic to it. Especially if they're going to keep the BRZ in roughly the same form factor, which is just slightly smaller than the Supra. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a like 80% Supra. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I, I don't get it. Although, you know, it, it, you know, kind of reverse engineering it, if this is going to be the engine that Subaru will use in their next generation BRZ, it's probably a safe bet to be the WRX engine. Um, yeah, but significantly different, like non-turbocharged and everything else. Like, right, 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 right. You know, it's, it's interesting because that's what like, the BRZ and the WRX now, same motor, one's turbo, one not, one's not. Right. And they put a lot of effort into working up that new two liter. Mm-hmm. So I'm surprised, especially if you're going to get a partial hybrid assist out of it, that they'd want to go with a heavier motor. They may keep the two liter for the STI though. They may then, you know, kind of flip reverse of what they're doing now, have the heavier engine in the quote unquote slower car, yeah. keep the engine that they have now in the STI, probably power bump that. Actually, what I wouldn't be surprised to see is if you get it from both ends to the middle in WRX. So basically the two liter would probably in the STI would probably get the hybrid boost first. The 2.3 liter would probably come up from the ascent with a boost in power. And you know that engine's going to actually run, you know, with a turbo at a lower tuning. And right. uh, I would imagine that kind of meets in the middle in that WRX STI area. 
then you're going to have that weird, you're going to have a, yet another generation of that weird, if you put money into a WRX, it's going to be better than an STI situation. Right, right. Which is going to be weird. But, I mean, they're comfortable living in that world now. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's kind of... I just thought it was, I thought it was temporary because they were, like, working on this new generation and they were going to even everything out later, but I guess we'll see what comes around the corner. This is pure speculation. Yeah. However, uh, yeah, now that, I mean, we have firm plans from Toyota in one direction and a strong implication, at least as a partial result of that, on what Subaru will do with their uh, BRZ and that gives us, you know, again, like another point towards what may happen with the next-gen WRX, which is obviously the card that Subaru plays closest to the chest. Yeah, they don't ever tell anything about it until it's like, oh, here it is. Right. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I'm super excited for that car, so that's why all the deep dive on that right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love mine, so. Yeah. Yeah. To Should be seen, you know, between the two of them, gun to my head, 86 or Supra, I would take the 86. <laughs> right now right now really yeah are you sure yeah i don't know that i would say the same i, I would not no um the current 86 is wild underpowered and made to be you know fun on purpose by putting skinny tires on it and you know it, it seems like it seems very artificial if they're going to make the next one better than the current supra then I would do that, but I'm not all that enthused by how well the Supra performs. So buying an 86 is not a, it's a non-starter for me. I'll be honest. I read one performance number, you know, like one performance test of the Supra have totally forgotten everything I read about it and never read anything more. Like I don't, I don't even remember, but I totally agree with the artificial feel of the 86. And the interior is the worst I've ever experienced. And there is that. And it just, yeah, having, I only drove one for a very short test drive and I thought it was horrible. It's like, why? What is, what is desirable about this? Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I'm, the, I'm apparently we're the only two people in the whole world that think that. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately was turned off to that car the first time I saw it in the auto show and I, got into the passenger seat and in the act of getting into the passenger seat rested my hand on the dashboard and it went dink, gunk, and <laughs> like depressed and then popped back up again and I was like oh that's that's cheap <laughs> yeah so anyway TBD Toyota yeah let's see it let's see some some new cars 2020 I think is about to be a pretty awesome year for a cars banner car year or at least, you know, 2020 model year, as we have to say, I guess. So we right? should probably keep this uh, podcast going to keep up with it then, huh? We'll see. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. En- encourage all of our listeners that we're not going to be around that long. Oh, man. All right. Anybody else? Or do we want to just dive into this? That's all the important stuff I have. All right. Sounds good. So this episode, we were asked to pick two finalists for a car that we would have for the rest of our driving lives. Like, the only one we can have. We can't get another one. What one would you take? We're going to bring two. Our co-hosts are going to help. We're all going to help one another kind of narrow it down to one. I think this is kind of interesting because, like, I I feel like there's two distinct angles you can take Mm -hmm. here. You can approach it from, well, the the more practical side where it's, you know, how would I know if I want to use it for the rest of my life if I haven't driven it already. So it might be something you've already owned. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting maybe some of that. And on the flip side, it's something that could be completely just aspirational. Like I've never seen it before, but I know I love it. You know, it's maybe it's completely impractical, but it just might be something out there that is just an awesome vehicle. And you also, and you also have to consider everything you've done with a car up to this point. Right. Yes. Like All right. You, you, you know, each of us has had at least two cars. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, <laughs> some of them, like my first car, would never be an option. And also, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just really interesting. I ended up looking at basically all the same types of car, but I did do my very best to kind of expand my palette, trying to talk myself into things like a Tesla Model X. Really? Yeah. Did it make your list? Why don't you go first? It didn't actually make my list, but that was one of my, that was one of my considerations. I I just tried to explore stuff kind of outside 
the norm or outside of, you know, hot hatches. Cause obviously right. that's, 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 that's what I like. That's where you live. And it also fits everything that I've done in my life. So, you know, my, my first car was just that tiny little Saturn. Yeah. And that was hilarious, but not ultimately practical, but just with the Elantra GT, my second car at the very least that moved me and all my shit, no less than 500 miles a few times. So that's that some space is essentially a requirement for whatever car I would want for my entire life. Right. So I obviously looked at every wagon under the sun. (laughs) I considered, uh, let's see that Passat wagon, which I like that you had Tristan. That was good. Uh, you know, like the new Jag sport brake, all that stuff. But the first car and I had to, I had to reach into kind of an exotic bag for this one simply because this is a car that I love and a car that I've always desired, but it's not a car that they ever released in the United States. Neither of mine are. So go ahead. Ooh, that's cool. Yep. So what I picked is for my first car, uh, Mitsubishi no. Lancer Evo 10. John Easton edition. John Easton. Edition. Brazil only release. <laughs> Holy shit. Super. Okay. So Andrew Tully from downtown. So from uh, for the Evo 10, uh, because everybody hates America, we got a few of like the final edition ones, but the American final edition was a five speed manual. Everybody else uh, five-speed manual, 291 horsepower in America. The final edition everywhere else was more than 300 horsepower, and most of them came with Mitsubishi's double-clutch gearbox. So the John Easton edition is 330 horsepower and a six-speed double-clutch gearbox. Otherwise, you know, a standard Lancer Evo. Uh, this one didn't have the Boy Racer amps and subs in it either, so it had like a usable trunk. <laughs> and other than that, the only difference is it has a classic bit of lipstick around the yeah. nose, just on the in, inside of it. Yep, yep. I'm looking at it right now. I think this car is one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my whole life. It's an Evo, more practical, and just a tiny bit cooler. I feel like this would adequately suit my needs for the rest of my life, foreseeably. You know, it's a, yes, a compact car, but room in the back. It's a sedan. You know, I did want the hatch. But I couldn't resist the appeal of a car like that with that all-wheel drive system and that power and a double-clutch gearbox from a, from a company that at the time still knew about rallying and about racing and about performance. From just hearing about it right now, it seems like a decent pick. But yeah. I've got to hear your second option first before I can make a decision. <laughs> I, I, have, I have no argument against it. I've never, I guess I've never been like super high on the Evo. Like I've always just kind of naturally shifted, leaned towards Subaru because it won, yeah. <laughs> in this, in this, yeah, exactly because it won out. Survival of the fittest, right? Fair enough. But um, yeah, the lipstick looks pretty good. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you, that looks pretty dope. I mean, I really, I, I honestly did my best to not just pick another hot hatch. I mean, I considered, well all of the other hot hatches I've ever driven or been around and liked. Like I said, every other wagon, a whole host of sedans. I even tried to talk myself into something like a, like a pickup truck. Cause you know, I really like the original generation Raptor. I think that's a cool right. truck, but in the end, <laughs> the other option just ended up being the I 30 N. Oh, come on. <laughs> I love the Veloster N and the I 30 N is just that more practical. The four doors, the true hatch, you know what I mean? Like not the shooting brake style. I love that car. And that's like the best version of it. Right. Cause it's got the true hatchback and, and everything else. Not, you know, they're releasing like special track editions now. None, none, none of that. Just the regular 250 horsepower. I 30 N. Just, just that. So you've considered like everything you've done up to this point in your up life. Up to this point, yep. Is there anything that you plan on starting to do beyond this point that you would have to accommodate for? Like, is there going to be kiddos in the future or like... Yeah, I... The I, size I, of hams. Put them in the back seat. <laughs> See they're, that? They're not going to stay that way. 
then yeah, after they're too big, they drive themselves. But both of these cars <laughs> have back seats. They're not, you know, they're they're yeah. not Fiestas. They're no, reasonable back seats. Especially the the Evo it has actual both sets of back doors. It, yeah, it walk does. in. Well, and so does the i30. That's you know, that's the other thing. Yeah. It has a full that's set right, of doors. That's right. It's not the Voster. It's the i30. Yep. Yeah. And the the you know the i30 does have a full hatch. It's basically, I mean, it is for all intents and purposes just a GTI or a. Well, you know, in between that GTI Golf R type thing. Yeah, it's a four-door GTI. But I mean, they're both, in Europe, normal family. In Europe, they're called family cars. Here, they're called compacts because America. Because, yeah. And because a full size is because literally Because family twice cars are considered crew cab pickup trucks. <laughs> I mean, sad but true. I uh, Honestly, I did everything I could to not pick two hot hatchbacks because I wanted to try something different. And it just didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love the pause. I had to hiccup. <laughs> I was just going to say pause for effect, but you ruined it. Yeah. No, I always the truth. Like I said, I did genuinely. The Model X was a tr- was a car that I really tried to force into the situation because I thought that it would be a funny choice. <laughs> we also knew that you'd be lying if you said you chose that. So yeah. But I would have I would have leaned into the lie. You can't give old Muskie your money. You just I don't think I ever see you doing that. <laughs> old Muskie. Please don't call it old Muskie. <laughs> no. What do you want me to do? I would I would have fully Uncle leaned Elon. Into the lie. I mean, old Uncle Elon. Old Uncle Elon's better. If you think about it, even if we put to the side the time paradox that would be caused by me taking a uh, Tesla fifteen years into the past, even if we just put that to the side. <laughs> I don't think it's a very good car. <laughs> so, um, and I don't think you're wrong. <laughs> this, we ended up, I think where everyone knew it was probably going to end up for you. Yeah. Evo. And they're, they're a dead heat for me. Really? You're not, yes. lean, you're not leaning one way. No, I'm having equal amounts of trouble because I have one particular insight that I don't know if you considered or not, but something you've complained to me about, um, about your commute. Yes. I-30N in the winter mm-hmm. versus Evo 10 in the winter. I know. For that commute. But yep. then on the flip side, hot hatch, so you can stick things in it. It's way more practical exactly. if you can get it to where you're going. And, so, and again, I only have the warnings of uh you know the people i work with that they just don't do snow removal yeah it, where, it's where i work all any of milwaukee they just don't so yeah. however there are people there with cars both smaller and lower than mine my current car but i will say as much as i as much as i push that off and pretend like it doesn't matter that evo with i mean mitsubishi has a deeply impressive all-wheel drive system yes and it was, well, I mean, even at the time, it came, you know, just based with the snow, sand, yeah, uh, the variable yeah, traction. The variable traction and Honestly, it, the, that uh, Outlander that we rented, yeah. even the basic Outlander had that same knob. Yep, and it is that exact system, actually, yeah. that, that yep. I don't know if it, I assume it came from, quote unquote, the Evo, right? Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, I think it's, is it SAWC super all wheel control? That's what it is. The all wheel control. You gotta have the control, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have a control, bro. Oh, so this would be a a 2016 model if anyone cares. So got it. Um, you know, I'd have to put in a, the old fashioned in deck with Apple CarPlay because what am I an idiot? (laughs) (laughs) What am I? Some kind of moron. (laughs) Oh, but otherwise, I mean, I, I love that car and, I definitely am leaning towards it simply because I feel like I feel like that I feel like I want that more, you know. That's I mean, what I was asking before. You got to be leaning towards one. But at the same time, the N, you know, the Veloster N, which is the only one that I've been in, is a fabulous fabulous car. I mean, that thing is amazing. And that little extra bit of usability from a true hatchback and four actual doors. I mean, that's a really nice car. That's awesome. Yeah, it does. That's a serious contender because of that. Mm-hmm. And it comes with all the, you know, super, the most, not, the most modern niceties. So you get, 
all the technology packed into it uh, and, you know, adaptable suspension and all that good stuff that is now standard in performance cars that at the time was just outside the reach of even cars like the Evo, which, you know, you could get for 40,000, but didn't have that next level of supercar comforts that are now coming down into the normal people price range. Yeah. Yeah. The normal people range. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's what it is. The range for normies. Yeah. So Tristan and I need to decide this now or or, or, is it really? Does anyone have any other, any other points of persuasion? Because there is another one that could actually clinch it, I think. Um, not of persuasion. Not, you not, have one more to talk about? I yeah. do. The double clutch gearbox. As much as I like shifting my own gears, I would actually be fine with a nice double clutch gearbox. And you know that Mitsubishi, who at the time knew about that type of shit and just forgot how to do it. I think the Evo takes it. Yeah. I, I think between the all, because, because as much as like, yeah, I can say, okay, I, I want a WRX for 10 years, you know, or whatever. And then by the time I'm 40 and my knees give out, I can just get a non-manual car. If I'm stuck with something for my entire life yep. and there's a double clutch available, that would mean a lot for me. And the all wheel drive. I think you give up a little bit of practicality in capacity, but actually gain in another form practicality in the form of that gearbox. Mm-hmm. Cause you can also do it if you've, you know, broken your left foot or <laughs> right, like, have right. a knee replaced. Yeah. You know, you can drive it your entire life. Yep. You know, so I think that for me, that would, that would make the, the, the Evo take it. And there have been several drives in my past that would have been so much easier when the car went all, in a car with all wheel drive. Yes. I've had some very tense moments <laughs> that would have been much more relaxed. Yeah. So I think and that's Evo always been it. my argument for all wheel drive need. No one needs it. Mm-hmm. Until almost, you like, do. Almost nobody really, really needs it. Mm-hmm. Except for very certain circumstances that you can avoid, but your life would be easier if you didn't have to avoid them. Yeah. Like, I could have called in and been like, hey, I got to take personal time. I can't get to work today. I can always get to work. True. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, that's never a problem, even when, because I go to work so early, mainly, because even if there's seven inches of snow... There I am, little snowplow out there moving all the snow with my with my WRX because it's fluffy and I'm not going to hit anything. You know, like I, I'm happy to push snow out of the way of my front bumper if it's not ice. Right. You know, and so I got to work every day this winter when they're like, oh, well, you know, don't, don't come into work if you don't have to. But it's like, I have no reason not to go to work. I, I can definitely always get to work. I don't know if that's a plus. <laughs> it depends on how I mean, much for the like extra days off. I, I don't get salaried nick i don't get paid if i don't go to work mm. <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that he just he just gave it that mm, i remember that yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i need to do that so and i, I will to say to work. there was one day mm, i don't i don't remember what i was doing something stupid like going to the dentist and it was snowing and between here and my dentist which was 25 minutes away at the time i saw only WRXs. Here we we're playing. We're all playing. Legitimately, <laughs> of every generation and every body style, it was the only other car I saw from here to there. And I was like, "What is happening?" We're all out having fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think between the all-wheel drive and the double-clutch gearbox, despite your change in cargo room and accessibility, I would vote for the Evo. I agree. Yeah. I'd- I was going to go that way, too. I think it's unanimous. Awesome. You're going to be driving an Evo for the rest of your life. I wish. What a a, a sentence. I wish. Yeah. How about that? Can I get one of those up here? (laughs) I mean, can you buy one and import it? Like, what's the... (laughs) I actually have no idea. They did sell that car here, but not that... double clutch one. Exactly. Well, I mean, they did sell that, but then not with that engine tuning, and does that make a difference, and blah, 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 you know. Or the lipstick. Yeah, with the U.S. import laws, that could be the difference. They never painted this red. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Oh, no, 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 sir. Mm-mm. No, 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 sir. Who's next? Who wants to go, Tristan? You Who's want to getting go? their life changed next? I can go. Um, I did not, from the very beginning, I didn't try to go too far out of my comfort zone. Because not I, surprising. Because I knew this would be something that I would have to live with for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I based it around the idea of something like my Outback, 
but not the actual Outback itself. See, that's the thing. You have done already up to this point a lot of stuff that requires more than hatchback room. Right. Yes. So I went for a wagon or a larger. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was kind of my baseline was I really liked my Outback, but there are things that I wanted to tweak with it. And, and basically the choice that you guys are hopefully going to help me make is which direction do I go? Okay. So gotcha. there's not a power wagon in here. Is there? There's not. Oh, um, that would have been cool. That would have been the choice. So cool. say the, no more. The power first, wagon. The first one is an only available in Japan option. Ooh. Okay. Um. Oh, at I, least I know what this is. Yeah, it's gonna be the Subaru Lavore. There we go. Um, <laughs> which they did have a. They don't have a true STI wagon. Well, they do have the STI tuned version, which includes a revised suspension and a little bit more power. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like there was the STI Forester here for like one year. Yes. Um, I considered that one, but it it has old. a weird cult following. But it's, yeah, it's old and it's rough and it's not great. Um, Actually, that's, that's an, did anybody bring a car that's from like the 90s? <laughs> I didn't. I did not. Well, I, didn't even, I didn't even look at cars before like 2010. I have one that started production. My next one started production before then. Okay. I was just curious. So, um, so that was my kind of, that was my super comfort choice because it's, it's got, it's a ton of room. It's got a wagon. It's, it is only on the WRX frame, so it's not gigantic, but you've got serious room, roof rack space, you know, all that kind of stuff. The only downside to both of these cars mm is both this one and the next one have wildly uninspiring transmissions. Okay. Um, really? The, I guess I thought the Lavorg would be manual. CVT only. Mm. Mm. Now, bear in mind, what I will tell you next has a four-speed auto. Ooh. So <laughs> Four-speed four auto. So, which is worse. Um, we'll get there. So, but yeah, the Lavorg available in Japan and has that STI trim level would be specifically that one. Um, and that's kind of my no-brainer. That would have been what I would have purchased this time instead of my WRX, probably, if it had been available. Because in my mind, unless you're really going to be track-flogging it, the CVT set to Sport Sharp is good um, for right. spirited driving. And from a yeah drivability standpoint... Now, did that come with a little uh It does. Paddle. Yeah, it comes with paddles, and it comes with, like the... DSG and Volkswagen vehicles, you can program how aggressive it is in mimicking those ratios. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that was, you know, I was impressed when I drove my Outback hard that when you're in control of the ratios on the CVT, the changes are fast. You, you know, know, and it was like that in my dad's RAV4 too. Well, like when you put it in sport, it actually did did a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it, so it, it is a notable improvement. You can either manually do it yourself or you can use the sport sport sharp programming mm-hmm. and kind of go from there. So it was it wasn't going to be dismal. It was going to be only slightly disappointing in the transmission <laughs> and wildly entertaining in every other way from the reviews that I've read. It behaves very much like its WRX sibling. Like mm-hmm. it's it's tossable. The all-wheel drive system is great and you know, all around I thought a good choice. And not for nothing, it looks great too. It does. I think totally. it does. Um, something that doesn't look as great, <laughs> um, but does You've been down talking this entire second choice, but oh. worse transmission doesn't look as great, but potentially has that, you know, what have you done? What could you ever do with it? Cachet where it's not just a, you know, here's a station wagon done. You know, all-wheel drive right. station wagon, great. That's a very obvious choice, but doesn't leave open any room for, like, move your motorcycle somewhere or mm. put a trailer on it or whatever. Oh, I, couldn't you trailer hitch that? The tow weight is very small. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, this next vehicle has a has a optional, depending on how equipped, up to 2,500 kilogram towing capacity, which is over 5,000 pounds for those of you who use u.s measurements Who use roman catholic yep um usually on the on the on the <laughs> most Julian of our listeners calendar. i think um, yeah. <laughs> um so just over five thousand pounds it is the non holden special vehicles version of the holden ute 
Whoa. Okay. Now, there, again, much like I specified hmm. the STI trim level, there is hmm. a very specific version, the Crewman Cross 8. <laughs> That's so Australian. It is. It is. <laughs> it is the uh, crew cab version. So it has four doors. Okay. Wow. It's actually on a slightly longer wheelbase than the regular Ute. So it's got the... That's one full Owen Wilson right there. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, it's got the four doors and the, you know, more or less full-size bed. It's not quite as long as the two-door yeah, would be, version's uh, bed. What, um, what bed would that be? Truck guy, Nick? Say it again. The not... It's not like a full-size... Yeah, it's like six a... Foot? Six yeah, six foot. Bed, but so it's so it's overall longer. The bed is only a little shorter. But then, in re- regards to passengers, you get actually two full sets of doors, and you can seat four people in it. Does that have a four wheel drive system? It does, all wheel drive and a V eight. All right, that's it. That's my vote. So that's like I said. So that's I was kind of playing the game of, despite all of its drawbacks, it has all wheel drive. It has an optional kit that you can get from. Holden that raises it like a half an inch mm-hmm. for more because this this was like the, the this was the actual utility version oh. like like since then it's gone up market sure and like you know has fancy leather seats and doesn't tow very much but still looks but those like those are kind of like car height normally, yeah aren't exactly they? yeah, yeah they're like, like an so, El Camino yeah. yeah so they're not very tall but like you know oil field men and ranchers would have these mm-hmm. believe it or not um, so. That was kind of what I was going for. It's got the V8, pretty big towing. That's that based on the towing, based on the engine. That's where your towing capacity variations come from. Yeah, and four doors, all the seats you could want, and a place to actually haul stuff around, um, and a solid towing capacity. I think that's I think that's the that's definite an, choice. I think it's an obvious choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, because I was like, I went with the obvious option, and I was like, but I bet there's something out there. That would fit me better. Oh man, I never thought about that. And there are all sorts of other options if we all wanted one. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, like I, you I could get do. like there's it's like it's like okay, you're not gonna be towing stuff like me. You could get the uh, SSV, mm. which is mad fast. It was the it was the first one they built once they got the LS in yeah. uh, in Australia. So it's like, here you go. Go like a bat out of hell while carrying 800 pounds of bananas nice. or whatever. I don't know. Do they have bananas in Australia? Yeah. Probably. Scorpions? Kangaroos. 800 pounds of scorpions? <laughs> 800 pounds of dingoes. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, know, you know, so there's that. There is the, you know, the luxury version. There's a the sport version. There's the utility version like I wanted. And, you know, there's various engine choices and driveline choices. And there's like one of them. Wait, is the, that is that the Australian's version of just a work truck? Are you going to spend the rest of your life in essentially a work truck? Yes, but also like no. Like a fleet truck, work truck? I don't know that they're fleet vehicles. No, no, no. They have... I'm imagining it with like a Napa hat. Much much like what? people... <laughs> like, I know like what he's talking about, which makes me laugh. Um, but no, much like people really take pride in their like pickup trucks here and modify the absolute bejesus out of them, it's, mm. a, it's the same there. But with this weird cross pollination of like muscle car culture because yep. it's on a car frame, so it's like you'll get some of them that are like slammed and have a giant supercharger put on them, and some of them that are lifted three inches and have a snorkel, and yeah. it's the same car. So it's this kind of weird range of enthusiasts, but it's definitely a personal car. Well, how how would you modify it, if at all? Uh, option two. Option two. Actually, both snorkel. I, I would slam it and put a snorkel on it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say lift Just a longer a stack. It. <laughs> yeah, lift it with a supercharger and a snorkel. I mean, I mean, no one could blame you. Yeah. It's possible. I think you'd look cool in that. I think I think I'd rock it. I definitely. I think it fits your personality exactly. Yeah. I wish they made them here. <laughs> it, well, okay. Let's see. Let's see what two cars Nick picks. But I mean, there's a strong chance that none of us pick a car that was available in America at any point. It's a pretty good chance. All right, let's like, go. Because I didn't. Because <laughs> I've, got, I've got one that was available in America. Oh. One of the two. So five out of six. <laughs> it's yeah. five out of six. Um, so as I mentioned before, I guess I was the only one who really looked at it from two different angles and like practical, like what do I know 
versus. Well, I guess you did two with the it Subaru. Was, yeah, it was yeah, a and you did two versus. Yeah, I guess you did. Never mind. I, yeah. that was a poor choice. Sorry. Um, so, but I did. I looked at what do I already know? Like, what am I comfortable with? Um, and then I just did what would be something that would just be totally badass. So, mm. um, the one that I already know, you guys already know it. I mean, it's got to. I would have to go back to the old Trail McBlazer. Trail McBlazer. I knew it was coming. Oh, wow. I would have to do it. Um, for an SUV, it was small enough that it would, it, in my, and it you wasn't, it wasn't it. a sports car, but it handled like a car. It didn't have a turn radius that was four states. It, you could park it. You could park it. You could. Um, it towed what I needed to tow, which is either a lightweight boat or a go-kart trailer. Um, you can throw a bunch of shit in the back. Like Andrew, it moved me a couple of times, hundreds True. and hundreds of miles. Uh, your moves were much farther than mine. So, um, and it just that car or that vehicle, that SUV just fit me like a glove. And if it, if I'm looking at something like I was going to drive for the rest of my life, that would just be an easy fit. Wow, easy fit. So then I thought, what's something more aspirational? Sure. Um. But at the same time, I'm thinking of what I've done or what I may need to do. Um, I'm, I'm going to be sacrificing one thing with this pick, but I think I have workarounds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, it's still going to need to have a back seat, have some storage. It's not, so no, I'm not going to pick a C7 Corvette. Okay. <laughs> but have you heard about the C8s. <laughs> the it what? Has two trunks. Have you heard about Yeah, it does. The what now? The C8. Corvette? A frunk. The Ocho, as, they, as they're calling it. <laughs> no one's calling it. You ate the Ocho. <laughs> you're calling it that. I am, and I am now. <laughs> um, what are you doing? You could are get you that on a license plate. counting to eight? Ocho? No, the you, Ocho? The Ocho. You could get it on a license plate. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Wisconsin DMV website stat. <laughs> I'll put that on my Veloster just to have <laughs> just, just, just as a placeholder? <laughs> yeah. It'd be a baller move. Anyways. <laughs> um, so I thought, yeah, anyway, this is still got to have some cargo room. It's still got to have a back seat. But it's got to, like, I wanted something that's going to be just awesome. Just so badass of a car. So I went with the third generation Audi RS6 Avant. I, I thought for a second he was going to say Ferrari FF. Excellent choice, my friend. I mean, the RS6 Avant, 597 horsepower in a wagon. Yeah. yeah. 190 potential top speed if you, hit it, if you get it with the dynamic plus um, option. Like, I could still drop the kids off at school. I could move After a lot of... After a fresh set of pants. Yep. <laughs> I just... Pack an extra set of pants in with their lunches. Yeah, exactly. Fine. Um, still haul some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I might be giving up, I didn't look too far into it, is the towing option. Depends on your country because if yes. you, well, I mean, if you live in Britain, you can tow a moving van with it. If you live in the United States, you're not allowed to even put a hitch on it. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, that is the thing. I would bet that UK towing capacity is shocking simply because, I mean, people with, uh, base model or, or less than base model, like diesel Ford Fiestas there to pop-up campers. Yeah. Because they're well, you, not... You can. Yeah, they're not idiots about low-speed bumpers there. Yeah. yeah. So, um... I bet you could move a house. <laughs> <laughs> With that thing? Yeah, probably. That's so much torque. <laughs> and it's quattro. Yeah, exactly. So it's all-wheel drive. Um, so, yeah, the one thing I'm giving up, though, is the towing. So my, my workaround... Um, like if I ever have to tow like my dad's boat would just be borrow somebody else's vehicle. Have you ever thought of I could pushing borrow it? my Ute? I can borrow <laughs> Kristen's Ute yes. to tow the boat. And if I ever want to go really fast, I'll borrow your car. There you exactly. go. <laughs> um, or like with my go kart, it could be either borrow somebody's truck or borrow somebody's trailer. Like, hey, if you're going to the track, why don't you just take mine with you if you have enough sure. room, and I'll meet you there, type of thing, kind of. So. I have workarounds, so those are my two picks. Do, essentially, do I give up the towing to go really, really fast in a wagon? And get some of the uh, you know, modern niceties that we're missing from the Trailblazer, like USB. 
Oh yeah, I would be the one eighty-year-old still on CDs you, in the <laughs> in the uh, in the T McB. Did it even have line in? Like even just like a, a, a headphone jack? Uh, I believe it. Yeah, I think it did. How about this option, Nick? Oh boy! No, no, I gave you my two options. <laughs> I know. I'm saying. I'm saying. I think he hates your options. Uh, no, though. I'm saying. What if? Well, not this option. What if? What about this fact? Sorry, um, because it was talking about how well optioned it was. Sorry. Gotcha. Um, Oh, the one thing, wait, real quick, the one thing I failed to mention about the Trail McBlazer, if I would go with that one, it would be the SS version, uh, not the LS that I go. had. My bad. That was, that was me Sorry, slamming Tristan, my mic. You were, you were saying. The RS6, when equipped with a trailer brake controller, can also tow about 4,000 pounds. In the United States of America? No. Uh, in yeah, the, in Australia. 4,000 pounds. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what if, if I give you that information, the option is you have to move to Australia with me. Yes. <laughs> then we can be okay. No, no, it's okay. We are allowed to bend space and time to get these cars, as we already know. That's yeah, true. that was part of the That's thing. True. Like, it, it can be from anywhere. That, there was yeah. not a restriction. Yeah, not at all. But even if you have the same car here, sometimes they're not allowed legally allowed to tow stuff. Very so have, true. So very you have true. to bend every law, including physics, time, and the United States of America. <laughs> <laughs> We're just having fun here. Yeah, this is no, hypothetical. Right, but that's what I'm saying. You know, so knowing that it is certified for that in some country, that would be that would be my yeah, choice. Yeah, would be for possible. You. Yeah. I I mean I think that has to be the choice. I I don't know. I I feel like. Yeah, I feel like the Trailblazer's so much less to offer <laughs> other than the towing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's a fair dose of nostalgia, but I think when you talk, when you look at overall... It's the, it's the comfortable choice. It's what I know. Yeah. But I'm surprised you didn't pick the Colorado if, it, you know, if, if the qualification was just something you know. Let's be clear about something. I, li- I really, really like my Colorado. I got the Colorado because I couldn't get Trailblazers anymore. <laughs> right. He was, he I was looking look for, for another newer Trailblazer. That's right. Um, yeah, I got go to go with the wagon. I got to go with the Audi for sure. How do you feel about that? Are you asking me or him? Uh, you, Nick. I mean, I brought it as one of my two options. I'd be good with either. So A sedan, I, a wagon, and a ute walk into a bar. You know, the only, the only weird thing is that the ute didn't go to... Well, I mean, maybe that is a more Tristan vehicle. <laughs> the truck. I thought it was. <laughs> what, the ute? Yeah, it's I'm totally dis- a Tristan vehicle. I'm disappointed I didn't think of that, honestly, <laughs> because I was trying to find other things, and that really does kind of appeal to me. Because that's you know, the only reason I probably don't already have a pickup truck, is it's not a car. Yeah. And which a ute is. <laughs> right. Like, I would have done the HSV version. Right, but that towing capacity isn't as high, and I do plan on needing that someday. So mm. we We get no good cars no. here. Discussing this, I have problems. <laughs> a lot of problems because every car that I, I mean, there are cars that I like here, but every car I love and am super interested in was never available here. Well, yeah, because we're I, Americans. We can't have nice things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> am I the only one who's annoyed? <laughs> no, but that sound was awesome. <laughs> no, we're, we're annoyed. We're also, maybe it's, we're kind of numb to it because it's, we're used to it now. But this brought it, this brought it afresh. It, to it, my it eyes. reopened the wound. It's back it. up to the surface. Yeah. Especially looking just at, all right, just at Evo 10 models, every other country had better ones. Yep. We're the, I, I mean, I think we're the only country that got as a final edition of the Evo 10 with a five speed manual only. That's yep. so dumb. Uh, mm. Whatever. Agreed. Mm. Here's an idea. Mm. Anybody out there? <laughs> Any? <laughs> Anybody out there listening who has this kind of power? Don't, I'm not saying send them to America. Just send them to us. That's right. We'll, yeah. ta- we'll take care of this shit. We'll review them for you. Ooh. What? Huh? Mm. You know? <laughs> I would... I think that's a great idea. And also, why doesn't GM make Utes here? Why it seems like a blindingly obvious choice. 
all this, anything that would work in Australia would work here. We they know this. They already make them on the same chassis that they already sell here. Yeah, the, the, it was going to be sold here, and then they didn't. What research the G8, are they looking the at? The Pontiac G8 sport truck. How many people? Why not? Why how, did I not have that option? How many people in VW and all those? Okay, Ford has 97% of their employees trying to figure out how to make a small truck. That's the only thing they do with their time anymore because they're not making cars and they're not making money. So all they do is try to figure out how to make smaller trucks. GM could just be like, just plop that right down on the market. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, well, what are they thinking? Well, they can't do it now because all their employees are on strike. <laughs> I mean, here, <laughs> those are made not here. Yeah, that's Bring a very in. good point. Put them on a, on a boat. Put them on a boat. Well, we just solved GM's problems. We've done again. that several times. <laughs> again. <laughs> again. again. <laughs> Did we, we solved Cadillac before. We solved their small trucks. We, I mean. Yeah. yeah. We're n- believe it or not, folks, we're not on retainer from GM by GM. I don't know how. But I know. At this point, <laughs> it's because they don't listen. But yeah. they should. They totally should. But yeah, just don't send them to America. Send them to Check Engine Podcast. That's right. We will, we will use our, our power and our leverage to uh, convince the federal government to legalize your weird car. The powers that be. That's right. And Or in the case of the I-30, we will resolve your trade labor disputes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is with that I car. I mean, how hard could it be? <laughs> exactly. How hard could, that classic line. How hard, could, how it hard could it possibly be? And we, the three of us, we take care of our stuff. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're outliers in American culture. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm very happy. I'm pleased that I walked away with a ute out well, of this. I mean, <laughs> well, were, were you guys going to be up, like, really upset with either choice? That Hell people? no. Yeah. I was just hoping you guys didn't look at me and go, what are you thinking? None of those. Those are terrible. <laughs> like, I didn't have that worry at all. I didn't, I didn't think of it that way. It was more... Like, yeah, I wouldn't pick it, but Tristan would. Those are, those are both Tristan-style cars. Those are Tristan cars. Those are Tristan cars, yeah. It's not for you. Hey, you. You picked well, Tristan. You did. That's for sure. You know yourself. I, I do. I do. Blindingly obvious when you're me. <laughs> <laughs> that went smoother than I thought it was going to. Yeah, it was easy. I thought there was going to be a little more debate. Yeah, I thought you and I would fight about his or something. Like, no, I clearly he needs this. I tried to yeah. make, like I said, I did try to make mine more difficult if for no other reason than just to do it. But nah, nah. <laughs> I, I had to, I went with cars. I actually would want. I ain't my got whole the life. energy for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess with that, we can wrap up, right? Unless Definitely you guys got anything else to add. I'm good. Yeah. You got a couple of long episodes there in a row. We'll give you a short one for this week. Um, so, if you haven't caught on already, we're not professionals, but uh, you, st- you stuck in there and you, you, you listened to this whole episode anyway. You made it right to the end. <laughs> I always was just waiting for him to say something like crazy offensive. Like, you stupid idiot. <laughs> you listen the whole time. <laughs> we're not professionals. And you, st- you, you stay with us. <laughs> yeah, morons. Think <laughs> of how much time you just Why wasted. are you still here? <laughs> if you're still listening, why? <laughs> One day. <laughs> No, you, you, you waited out this whole episode with us. We appreciate that. But we don't want to want you just to listen. We want to hear you. We want to hear from you as well. We want you to talk with us, not just listen to us. So um, you can start that by going to checkenginepodcast.com. There we have an email. It is inbox at checkenginepodcast.com. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing. Uh, Tristan cut out us completely getting our Twitter handles wrong last week. <laughs> I did, and we, I left in the, the 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 website. I was like, I can't leave anymore, and so it just sound like morons. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are on Twitter at Check Engine Pod, and you're on. In, we're on Instagram at something. At Check Engine Pod. I know, I know, I know. I know after my embarrassment last week that it is, in fact, not any of the things I said last week and it's Check Engine Pod. So, yeah. So, inbox at checkenginepodcast.com, Twitter at Check Engine Pod, Instagram at Check Engine Pod. We're also on Facebook at Check Engine Podcast. Um, so, yeah. What do you like? What do you not like? What kind of episode ideas do you have? 
Let us know. Let's get this interaction going. Also, I'm going to throw this in because we've got time. We ran short today. Um, we think it'd be really, really freaking cool to do an episode completely based on listener questions. And True. we have two. Yes. Yeah. In order to do that, we need more listener questions. So many more. So find us on all of those outlets that we just mentioned and car questions, personal questions, whatever it may be, you know, let us know. We, we want to build happily, very ignorantly recommend the best car for your child or, or, totally. or, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever your question may be. But we need questions to build an episode around. Or so. would you like a list of cars we don't recommend to confuse and anger your enemies? Yes, give them to them so that they don't succeed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we will happily do this stuff for you. Yeah, whatever you want. We're, we're here for we're, you, we're, listener. We're easy. Yeah, and we're also easy. <laughs> so true. So, but we can't, again, we can't, this is a call. We can't do this without questions. So please send them in. Um, if you really, really dig what we're doing here, we do have support pages. We have um, a support button, anchor.fm slash check engine podcast. There's a button right there that clicks support if you want to give us a little cash. Or you can go to patreon.com slash check engine podcast and do the same thing. If you don't, that's cool. We get it. Um, but you can give us a review. We like good reviews. We need good reviews. Hopefully you think highly of us, highly enough of us to give us a good review. Or at the very least, just hit that subscribe button. All It's free. It takes two seconds. And all that's going to happen is you'll get a little notification when we release something new. That's it. Doesn't mean you have to listen to it. <laughs> you'll just know that it's there. You'll have something else to ignore on your phone. <laughs> that's right. Aw. <laughs> Sad. So um, who are we thanking tonight before we get out of here? We haven't done that in a while. Mm, I would like to thank... Oh, man, I thought I had one. But then I didn't. <laughs> I'll, 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 it'll come back to you. Okay. I'd like to thank um, my entire family and support structure for allowing me to disappear for like two and a half hours to record last week's episode in the midst of a family vacation. Um, they were very tolerant of me. So uh, thank you for allowing me to pursue this passion of mine and understanding that sometimes it means I have to leave from vacations. Very good. That's a very that was a very important family vacation too that they let you. Uh, it was. Luckily, I didn't step out in the middle of that. <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> that would have been hilarious. That would have been funny. <laughs> and also, I have to record something. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, close the box. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> I just remembered. I'm sorry. Pretty Hold that idea. thought. <laughs> oh, I would be dead now. <laughs> Nick. I just want to uh, thank Artisan Loaf for uh, subbing in and keeping these two numbnuts on the rails for an episode. He did. He did, actually. (laughs) He did a lot of work in that episode. I don't know if he knows it. (laughs) Like, it wasn't just like he was a guest that you guys were asking questions of. He came in like a host. Like, he came in with an episode idea and a structure, and he Mm -hmm. went through the entire episode just like he was me. True pros pro. He's a true pros pro. So thanks, Artisan Loaf, for uh, helping us out for one week. And uh, can't wait to have you back. Andrew? I just want to thank anyone from anywhere in the world who comes to this country and says, this is the food of my people. America, learn to love it. And then we do. Yeah. Tonight (laughs) was a perfect example. Tonight was a perfect example. Uh, I now work in a place with heavy Hispanic culture, so lots of food comes into the office, lots of these new pastries I've never had before. And they're all amazing. The bakery is amazing. Oh, so good. <laughs> it's all so good. <laughs> so, yeah, let's keep that going. Agreed. Very well. And uh, as always, we cannot thank you listeners enough for tuning in because uh, even if we suck, which is more often than not, you guys are always awesome. And because of that, we cannot wait to talk to you yet again very soon. So take care.